Hi, welcome to I Speak Astrology. I am your host and chief encouragement officer, Barbara. On this show, I read birth charts and you learn about your own chart and astrology through the readings. I love exploring birth charts and helping people identify their strengths that support them in living their best lives. Maybe you'll be a guest on the next episode. Please visit speakastrology.me to sign up. Now let's jump into this week's episode. Hi everyone, welcome to I Speak Astrology. Today's guest is Melissa. Melissa and I met on Clubhouse. I don't know if you guys are on Clubhouse, but please join if you are. They're now on Android. It's the best. You can really make of it what you want if you're interested in astrology. There's like a whole bunch of people on there who are into that. There are different clubs you can join um, and anything else from like food to essential oils, anything at all. Um, and Melissa is here. Melissa, please introduce yourself and tell us your big three. Hi. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited. And I will second that Clubhouse is awesome. <laughs> and uh, so my name is Melissa. I am an inner transformation guide. And my big three, as far as I know, <laughs> are um, I am a Taurus sun, a Cancer moon, and a Leo rising. I love your <laughs> mix, your, your big three. The sun in Taurus. I love a Taurus all day long. <laughs> the moon in Cancer. I love Cancer energy. And Leo rising. Some of my best friends have a lot of Leo energy. So I'm into it. I really love this <laughs> chart, this mix. Let's talk a bit about your Leo rising. I feel like you had mentioned that you didn't quite identify, right? Yeah, so... <laughs> So just from what I've heard, you know, I, I'm not super well-versed in astrology. I, I know a little bit of it, but it's like a whole other language. And so <laughs> that's why I love, you know, speaking to you and, and just learning more. Um, but, you know, I was listening to some of the other episodes and I heard you talk about, a, you know, a Leo rising. And then I heard you talk about a cancer rising. And it was really interesting because I thought, hmm, I don't resonate that much with like a Leo rising. I don't feel that I'm like that. I don't know that, that powerful, strong kind of King like energy. Um, and then it's interesting when you were talking about the cancer rising, I, I just really resonated with that with like, people always tell me that I'm, I'm very nurturing. I'm very loving. Like they always talk to me about everything. I am the kind of person who, you know, I'll be sitting on a bus, train, plane, you name it. And whoever I'm sitting next to will tell me their whole life story. And so I feel like, hmm, I was really curious. I'm like, well, what is it that I'm not seeing, you know, in the, the Leo rising? <laughs> so I totally see you as a Leo rising just because A, you have a great head of hair. And B, <laughs> if you think about the sign of Leo, the planet that represents Leo in astrology, the sun. The sun is also considered a planet. All of the other planets revolve around the sun. And that's because the sun emanates warmth and light 
and love. It's very welcoming. It's very warm. And I feel like that's the energy that you give off when people need you. You give off this very warm Leo energy. And it doesn't always have to be, it's very, it's also a very masculine sign, Leo, because it's a fire sign. All fire signs are masculine. That's Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. All air signs are also considered masculine. That's Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And the others are feminine signs. But it doesn't always have to be Leo, that is, doesn't always have to be this like direct, bold, hard, harsh energy because, you know, there's a duality to everything. And so, yeah, you're just this very warm person. And I really feel like, yeah, this Leo rising speaks to that. You probably resonate so much with the cancer energy because you're a whole cancer moon mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're a cancer moon in the 12th house. And the 12th house is really, um, it's the subconscious, it's our hidden self, it's it's the house of isolation. So that's something that feels very familiar to you is cancer energy. And the fact that you said that people just like randomly tell you their whole life story I'm going to put that on your Mercury in Gemini. You have a Mercury in Gemini and Venus in Cancer. So I feel like people sense that you would be able to kind of talk to them in a very open, loving, gentle way. And if we're talking about the 11th house, the 11th house is the house of everybody. It's our networks, groups, friends. So, you know, people sense that you would be like a great person to connect with. I've recently learned that a lot of people don't really identify with their moon sign or they're not in touch with their moon energy, their emotional nature. And that was through my conversation with an astrologer friend of mine who um, she specializes in the moon. And mm. I was telling her that I feel more like a Taurus than I do a Sagittarius. I'm a Taurus <laughs> moon. Like I, I claim Taurus mm-hmm. moon all day. Sag, I have <laughs> kind of a hard time claiming because I don't really feel it a lot. And she was like, well, that's because you're probably a really soulful person. Like not a lot of people feel that moon energy. A lot of people are living in their sun. The sun is our ego. Mm. And so... You saying that you feel this cancer energy, I want to ask you, like, do you really feel like you live in your emotional nature? Do you feel like in spite of it being in the 12th house, your moon in the house of isolation, you really lean into your feelings? 100%. (laughs) Yes. So I, and, and it's funny because I've actually been asked, um, you know, if I'm a cancer son, <laughs> because I I am very emotional. I'm also very in touch with my emotions. And I, I used to actually teach mindfulness where, you know, I would actually help people get in touch with their own emotions. And it's still a lot of the work that I do. I do a lot of emotional work. And I think part of that, it's, it's interesting. Like I can, I hear what you're saying about how people that, and that's so interesting to think about how people live in, in their ego, in the sun. And so they don't necessarily get in touch with their moon. And when I was just reflecting on that for myself, I think when I was younger, that was definitely true. I think that 
I struggled to do that. And I kind of ran away from my emotions a little bit. I bottled them up. I didn't allow myself to really show my emotions to the world. I felt that, you know, I couldn't really do that. Um, I do feel that what I really wanted to portray was more of that Taurus energy, right? Like that kind of that strong and powerful and all hardworking and all of that. And I think, um, stability, right? Like I think I had a lot of ideas or maybe misconceptions around what it meant to be emotional, what it meant to be sensitive, what it meant to be in touch with emotions. And, um, and I know that this is something that like cancer gets a bad rap because people think like, Oh, they're crybabies or they're this, they're, they're way too emotional. Um, but I actually really resonate with the, the cancer energy. And I feel that I, I love it when I meet someone who is really in touch with their emotions, who really understands their emotions. And for me, it's been such an interesting journey because now my emotions are almost my North star, not in that I like make decisions from a really emotional place, but that I listen to my emotions. And I know that if you know, if something comes up, it's for a reason and that it's there to give me information and to guide me. Right. And so I know that, you know, if I suddenly have a strong emotional reaction to something, okay, there's a reason for that. And so I sit with it and this might sound really strange, but I actually have a conversation with my emotion, right? Like I will ask my anger, you know, what is going on and what are you trying to tell me? And then from that, right, like sitting with it, letting it right out. And like, once that deep emotional wave is gone, then I can make a clear decision. But if I hadn't listened to that emotion, I wouldn't have the insight, right. That into myself and what was actually going on. I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> no, that makes total sense. And I love hearing you speak like this. Cause I, I know you as someone who's super spiritual and <laughs> the fact that you're an earth son and you have uh, quite a bit of earth energy. You have three planets in the sign of Capricorn, which is another earth sign. Um, but we're going to focus on your Taurus sun energy, your Taurus sun, your uh, Taurus midheaven. So the way you appear to the world is also very much like a Taurus. Um, and you have Jupiter in Taurus. And I think I've said this before here on the show, but anywhere you place Jupiter, it just makes that thing bigger. It expands it. It makes you more of that energy. And you have it also in the ninth house of expansion. So Jupiter is placed in the house of expansion in the sign of Taurus, very close to your Taurus midheaven and sun. So that makes you someone who is extremely grounded, extremely um, in tune with their sensual nature, like things that you can like have a sensory experience with. I feel like that must help you spiritually with the work that you do. Please explain and let us know what it is that you do. Yeah, for sure. So it actually really does. Like, I love that you said that because... I am someone who's always been very sensory, very, I don't know if it's sensual is really the word, but all about 
just sensory experiences. And I search for these like really unique sensory experiences. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've ever heard of Dona Noir. It's, it's a restaurant in, it's in a couple different countries. There used to be one in the States, but there isn't now. But basically you just, you eat in the dark and pitch dark. So you can't see anything at all. And the whole experience is about really, well, it's, it's actually really cool. They did it so that you could experience like what it's like to live in um, a blind person's point of view. But what was really cool for me as you know, someone who's so sensory is that um, because that my sense of sight was taken away, right? All of a sudden, like, you know, I had to use my, my sense of smell and touch and taste. And, you know, I got to kind of play around with all of those different senses and explore textures. That's something that's also really cool for me. And, um, you know, to your question about how it impacts like my spirituality and the work that I do. So I've always been, um, like I'm, I'm someone who's very intuitive. I am very spiritual and very in, in touch with, um, that spiritual nature, that connection to whatever you want to call it, that higher power. Um, and, it, what's interesting though, is that a lot of people are um, very visual. So they'll, you know, they'll see things, they'll have maybe visions. They'll, for me, it's always been about feeling. So I'm a, what you call clairsentient. So I feel everything. I feel energy. And that's always such a strange thing to describe to people because they're like, what do you mean you feel it? Like, how do you feel that this happened to me when I was a kid? I'm like, I don't know how to explain that to you, but I do. Um, and I really, feel things in my body and it's kind of crazy but I um I actually work with people to help them release trauma and release subconscious blocks things like that and what's really crazy is that I'll be working with someone and I can actually feel their physical and emotional pain in my own body <laughs> and so I I actually know what they are experiencing in the moment and I will actually take that take that in. And then of course I'll release it, but then, but it helps me to be in, I guess what is like pure empathy, <laughs> you know, just a real feeling like I can actually say, wow, I can feel what you feel. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. Sounds powerful. It <laughs> really does. And yeah, for, for like an earth sign, I don't know that that's like a common thing for <laughs> you know, earth signs to be as spiritual because earth energy is known for practicality and being very mm -hmm. practical. But I want to say that I, I have lately been noticing that Virgo energy in particular, and I think Capricorn too, like <laughs> there is something to being practical and mastering mm. like the things of this world, mastering things of earth before, mm -hmm. I guess, gravitating to spirituality, which is something that you can't necessarily touch or, um, you know, quite explain as much as you can feel. So it kind of makes sense to me that, you know, earth signs, yeah, can totally be mm -hmm. as spiritual as, say, a water sign. And, um, you know, with Jupiter being in the ninth house of expansion, the ninth house is also higher knowledge higher learning, our highest self. So it also represents philosophy in the ninth house, religions, 
being very curious about world religions and different cultures. So I feel like that also speaks to you being able to connect to your higher self through things like meditation and breath work even. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense to me, at least. And you have such a good balance. You have (laughs) air and water in your chart. It's a really great balance and you're a fire rising, that Leo rising. You have all of the elements here to make like a really great chart. Some people, like (laughs) myself, um, I'm missing an element completely. Like not to say that it's not in my chart. We all have all the signs in our chart, but I don't have um, planets in air signs in my chart. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so what does that, what does that mean for you? It's not the best. <laughs> so um, it just, it really does speak to me needing to make an extra effort for clarity mm. when I speak. <laughs> so yeah, um, air is is representative of communication and the fact that you have this Mercury in, in Gemini, it's at home in Gemini. So you're able to articulate your feelings well. You're able to um, speak to what it is that you do and help others work through their trauma and put words to their things as well, which is awesome. I did want to comment on um, what you were saying because I I was kind of thinking about, you know, that you were saying the earth signs, right? And you've noticed that there's something about kind of that mastering the material and the earth and then, you know, kind of I don't know if I want to say ascending, but, you know, entering kind of the spiritual world. And I think it's interesting. And I think there's something to be said for having that groundedness and that grounded nature, because it actually takes us out of our heads and into our body. And then we're able to actually experience more. And I think that actually allows for, you know, things like meditation and going deep and reflecting because we're not getting stuck in our thoughts and in the mental field. So, so I do think that, you know, that could be a quality that actually could help earth signs to actually embrace spirituality. Right. And I know it's something that people have been surprised about me, you know, that I have so much like earth, you know, in my chart, um, because when you meet me, you know, I guess you would think I, I must have a lot more water, you know, or, um, it, but actually I think, no, that's just, that's just kind of the thought I had now as, as we were talking about it. I'm like, Hmm. And there's also, um, the whole nature thing, right? Like I have a very deep connection to nature and I know that a lot of like earth signs do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, And at least for myself, I can't speak for everybody, but there's something so spiritual about nature and really connecting with nature and really, you know, being in nature and just listening and allowing yourself to experience it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I love the way you put that. Yes. To think about it in that way, that grounded energy that is... (laughs) quite necessary when dealing with spirituality and being in deep meditation and remaining as grounded as possible. Your north node is in the sign of Pisces. So in this lifetime, you are meant to gravitate toward spirituality. Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. It is considered to be 
the most spiritual of all of the signs. It encompasses all of the other signs within it. Um, and, you know, that's not to say that every Pisces person you meet will be spiritual or grounded or, you know, so wise. That's not what I'm saying. It is what it is. Pisces <laughs> is very much an old soul. They've been mm-hmm. here, they've done it, they've lived it. It can be tough to navigate having had all these experiences and now you're in the deep, deep waters of Pisces, mm-hmm. the last sign. It's tough to navigate to finding that balance between you know being grounded and centered and rooted in reality on earth, being a grounded individual, or just living in the Pisces energy that can tend to get lost in spirituality even, get lost in escaping into other things, substance abuse or whatever it is. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's where you often find people have these like misconceptions of Pisces and how they are, but Mm -hmm. you are well on your way with, with, with this Mm -hmm. uh, Pisces North node. I love that Mm -hmm. you are on this path it feels like you're very aligned with, with where you're going. Have you always been spiritual since childhood or were you more a practical person as a kid? It's a good question. Um, I think to some extent I have always been spiritual. I just, maybe I didn't know it. <laughs> I, I have actually been intuitive as long as I can remember. And actually when I was really young, I started developing, you know, these crazy gifts and that's not how I saw them at first because I really didn't know what was going on. And so I think I tried to be really practical. (laughs) I think I, I tried to kind of move away from that and be really practical, be really down to earth. And, you know, there's, aspects of me that are that way but then I think yeah just to a very large extent it's almost like (laughs) this is gonna sound so strange but when I finally embraced all my gifts I felt like it was like there was this part of me inside that just like opened the doors and was like boom I'm free (laughs) like I always wanted to come out and just be free and be be me be spiritual be quirky be woo woo all the things that I thought I couldn't be and so actually it's really interesting I hadn't quite put two and two together but um when you were talking about the midheaven and that being in Taurus and how that's how we want people to see us or, you know, how we kind of present ourselves in the public eye, I realized that for a long time, I wanted to appear as this like very Taurus energy, this, this kind of practical down to earth, but also hardworking, strong, you know, person. And I guess I didn't really want to show all of me and like everything that I am. And yeah, I, I kind of, I guess, saw myself as too crazy, too out there, too woo-woo, right? And now people, that might be too much or it might not be their cup of tea and that's okay. But that actually leads me, can I ask you a question? Because there's something that <laughs> I've thought about for a long time that I'm not sure how to formulate it, <laughs> but I'll try. Yeah. So 
So, you know, with things like astrology, right, where there are things that are indicated in the chart, right? And it's almost like, and that this is really beautiful because, you know, looking in your at your chart and, you know, having somebody say something to you like, oh, you know, maybe this, or maybe you have that, or maybe, right? It actually does just remind you that we are connected. And also I think it, it makes you feel validated, right? So it's almost like, oh, so I'm not crazy and like, you know, like completely bizarre. And, you know, it's like, I'm not the only person that has gone through this or done this or that has this trait. It's, wow, this, this is, this is actually a thing, right? And there are other people out there who will understand. And I think that is just so powerful. And that's what I love about this. And yeah. I remember the first time you read my chart where I was like, I was blown away. And so much of it, I felt, yeah, I felt really, really validated. So yeah. no, I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be, it can be a scary thing at first, you know, but then you realize, oh, my God, this is so much bigger than me and my fear. It's really proof that wow <laughs> everyone is so connected and we have a lot more um to share with each other than we think mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what part of the world you were born in um your gender your ethnicity there is connectedness with everyone mm-hmm. it's beautiful but no, um, thank you so much for sharing all of this. Um, I just, I, I've started to do this thing when I end the podcast, asking our guests to end the sentence or complete the sentence, I am. Mm-hmm. And I am statement is uh, for Aries. It's the first sign of the Zodiac. It speaks to our Mars energy. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, I just want to know what you would say to I am. Uh, you know, it's funny that that's kind of a a tough one. I think there, (laughs) there's so many things and yet, um, at the risk of sounding really cheesy, (laughs) the first thing that comes to me is love. (laughs) So it really is, um, just that experience of love. Like, you know, I, I just, really believe in giving as much love as possible and then also learning to allow myself to receive it um and i really believe that the more love and compassion with which we can show up to every interaction um can make just such a difference in people's lives so i guess it yeah it would be love um curiosity also comes up so i am curious i'm i'm definitely someone who has so much curiosity. <laughs> I love like, it. I love it. You guys can't say it, but I am grinning ear to ear because I'm speaking life into this chart like nobody knows it. I'm really staring at your your Mars. Your Mars is in the seventh house. 
the seventh house is about partnerships, communication, you know, <laughs> interactions with others. Um, and it's in the sign of Aquarius. Aquarius is all about networks, community building, um, the future, hopes and dreams. And, um, you know, you said love and the seventh house is partnerships again. So like mm-hmm. love and giving love and receiving mm-hmm. love. Seventh house is all about reciprocity. Mm-hmm. So being able to also give it and receive so that makes a lot of sense to me I just I love this <laughs> so much sense thank that's you that's so funny I love it <laughs> um, well that was just what came up for me I'm like this okay I'm just gonna go with it <laughs> who you are right it is who you are and I love to hear it um it makes sense you're like aligned with your chart you're not fighting any of this energy this is great so um yeah thanks again for joining the show everyone i can be found on instagram at speak astrology or go to www.speakastrology.me to sign up for a reading private readings i do those too or be on the podcast see you here next week thank you thanks barbara